Everything was gray. I reached for the cup beside my bed to take a sip of water, but my cup was empty. I was parched, and yet there was not even a drop to quench my thirst. I felt myself wilting, and I called out to the Lord. Suddenly, I saw colors, mostly pink and whites, like the cup I set by my bedside table earlier that night. The one that had a pink heart on the side which had a message that said, Mom turned upside down, is wow. And there was water. This was a dream I had a few nights ago. It reminds me that when we are at the end of our rope, when we feel like we can't go on, God can still work miracles and that there is always hope. As the psalmist in Psalm 42 eloquently expresses, As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. While they say to me all the day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God, which glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you, from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Miser, deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me, while they say to me all the day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation. And my God. My guest today is a longtime friend. Elizabeth Susan Vista Suarez and I were classmates since our nursery school days until high school. Although we are oceans of miles apart, and though we do not see each other in person or virtually every day, we have maintained our friendship throughout the years. Stay tuned and find hope in our God who promises never to leave us nor forsake us, even when we can't seem to see His hand working. Welcome to Digging Deep for Treasures podcast. This is your host, Cecile Valoria, a Christian author and a retired teacher. This podcast is to encourage women to grow in their faith and harness the power of the Holy Spirit as we unearth scriptural truths so that we can live a peace-filled life in this fear-prone world. 
Now sit back, relax, and let's dig deep for treasures from His Word. Hi, Susan. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. This is a nice and sunny day here in the Philippines. Oh, that is so neat. And here in the United States, we are at around 7 o'clock in the evening. So okay. it is such a pleasure to be able to connect with you today. Susan and I have been classmates since we were in nursery school. So I will not tell you how many years it's been because I don't want to divulge our age. But <laughs> please do know that we have known each other all these years. And it's so nice to reconnect with her, even through the, the span of years that we haven't really seen each other. And also the, just the distance and the oceans that are between the two of us. So, Susan, I'd like to welcome you to this episode. And thank you so much for taking your time to be my guest today. I know that I will be blessed by your being here, and so with the, with the other listeners that are listening to us today. So without further ado, let me go ahead and have you tell us some things that you want us to know about you. Okay. Well, the first thing that I want you to know is that I've lived at Silliman University and grown up in this campus for all of my life, except for having gone to graduate school outside of the university and taking a postdoctoral degree outside the university. I have opened my eyes every day to the beauty of the campus of Siliman University in Dumaguete City. Yes. I have been the dean of the College of Performing and Visual Arts. Well, first, as the School of Music. Since I graduated, like Cecil, I'm not going to tell you when, but I have, I have led the School of Music, helped it become a College of Performing and Visual Arts. And I think I will be here until I retire. I teach choir and piano. And I enjoy working in the church by presenting anthems that bring about people knowing God through the songs that we make. Um, I have two children. One is married and the other one is not yet, hopefully soon. And you have a uh, grandchild. I have a grandchild who is now almost two years old. Oh, what a blessing. Yes, yes. He sings. Uh -huh. And yeah. we have music in our lives. I come from a family of musicians. Yeah. And that's how I believe that God uses me through my mm -hmm. music. And in fact, Susan's when she's, she talks about she, she is from a family of musicians, her mom actually was our choir director when we competed in the national music Competitions uh, competition. And yes. we did win first place. In fact, I talked about that in my book. Yes, we did. 
Yes, we did. And we won several times in a row. Yes, we so, did. And I don't know if I even was Mrs. Vista's student in piano, because I know that Susan and I also, when we were young, we were taking piano lessons together and performing. So we've, we've come from a very long history of friendship and really just doing things together. Susan, the reason why I, I kind of wanted you to tell your story is because it's so amazing how God has worked in your life. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about your story, a story of a miracle in your life? And again, it has been repeated just this past three weeks or so. So go ahead, Susan. Yeah. Okay. Actually, there are so many miracles that God has, has done in my life. But this particular yeah. one, I think um, you want me to share is about the healing of my eyes. Yes. Is yes. that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, it all began, actually, a long time ago when I did not know there was, there was something wrong with my eyes. I never knew there was something wrong with my eyes. All I knew was that sometimes I couldn't see and sometimes I could. But when we were going on tour to the United States, my choir, in order for us to show um, the world that Silliman exists, I trained a choir that went international. Yeah. And um, I had to play some pieces on the piano. Uh -huh. Although I was the choral trainer and the choir conductor, right? Yeah. And I couldn't see in the center of my eyes. Wow. And so I was, I was going on 40 years old at that time. Okay. Yeah. And usually when yeah. you have problems with your eyes, it's at that age, right? Yeah. And so I, Correct. yeah. And I went to the doctors in Dubaguete and everybody told me, it's really like that. When you get to this age, you really yeah. start to not be able to see, but I couldn't do that because i had to play okay i yeah. had to play and so one doctor said you know i know somebody who can help you but he's in cebu yeah and so i went to cebu and this doctor said your eyes need laser mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so my eyes got laser shot <laughs> i think 32 times on my right eye and like 16 on my left but uh -huh. it was not, it was not painful okay yes. uh laser is not painful yeah and so it worked and wow. we did the tour and we got people to come to enroll at Siliman, knowing that uh -huh. we are who we are anyway uh -huh. and so years passed and i aged and my eyes started getting blurred again Oh and my. so when I went to the eye doctor, they said, uh, maybe we need to remove your cataracts. Uh -huh. And so they removed my cataracts on both eyes. Okay. Now, this is when the disaster happened. Oh. Because um, my right eye wasn't healing well. Okay. So I asked them why. And they said, 
that you have macular degeneration. Oh. And what is macular degeneration? Um, it comes with age. <laughs> and it's also uh, genetic in the sense that if you have Caucasian blood, which I laughed about because <laughs> me, how can I have Caucasian blood? Anyway, <laughs> and so they said you need to come every month for uh -huh. an injection and hopefully it will heal. It will okay. uh, not, it will not heal. It will um it will stagger the 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 macular degeneration. Anyway, and so on the second injection, which was expensive, you know. Yeah. Um my, my parents kept telling me, why don't you get a second opinion? And because I'm busy and I do what I do, there was no time to go for a second opinion. Anyway, on my second injection, um, we went through the procedure. Um, it was like 12 o'clock noon. I remember this because I was the last patient for the Christmas break. Yeah. And I guess staff were excited, doctors were excited. When I got home uh -huh. and I went to sleep to close my eyes, when I woke up, I couldn't see anything and the pain was excruciating. Oh and God. I said, am I going to be blind? And, and so I told my, I was so glad that my daughter was in the house. She hadn't gone to school yet. Called our sis. She manages uh -huh. the hospital. And she said, she'll open. The hospital was closed. She oh said, I'll God. open the clinic. I'll open the clinic for you. You know, I couldn't see anything. My eyes were closed. So painful. What happened was that um, when they did the operation, the injection, the cornea of my eye got scraped yeah. off. Yeah. It got wounded by the instrument that was that held the my my socket open. Okay, my eye yeah. my eyelid. Yeah. Yeah. So and so she said, there's a wound at the center of your eye. Oh my God. But you know the bad thing about it, Sil, was that the eye where this happened was my good reading eye. Yes. Yeah. The other eye was the one that couldn't read. It was the far-seeing one. Oh. Now, and this is where God's miracle, the first miracle, well, it was the second because of opening up her clinic for me when it was yeah. already vacation. Yeah. But <laughs> the second one was really that God's grace made it possible for my left eye to compensate. Wow. This yeah. eye, the right eye, cannot read anymore. Oh, it wow. can see, it can see, but it cannot read. And so my left eye, I rely now on my left eye for almost everything. So even and now? Yes. Even now? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Until now. But um, as what I'm saying, we're talking about God's grace, right? And yeah. how, we, how he works in ways that we really cannot see. Yeah. And I was, the thing that was most clear in my heart yeah. was that I had to learn to be grateful. Yeah. Because in spite of the fact that I couldn't read with my right eye, God made it possible for me 
to now read with my left eye with hardly any glasses. Wow. It's amazing how, yeah. how he works. Yeah. But yeah. I think it was easy for God in a way. Well, it's easy for him everywhere. But my heart was um, open yeah. for whatever he would do. Yeah. Because still, um, the, the plight that I'm in is I have to work. Yeah. I have to work. I have to teach and I yeah. enjoy doing choir. And imagine if it was my ears that he that got thinged. Yeah. Yeah. I was grateful that it it was my eyes rather than my ears. But because yeah. of this gratefulness, I believe God gave me the gift that yes. I will I would be able to keep doing what I did. Yes. So continue doing what I did. And then because every time I get stressed, that's why I have to be careful of stress. I have to yes. choose. What do you want to be stressed about? How are you going to do this? But how can you choose what to be stressed about, right? And so I had become very busy lately. COVID, it hit us pretty hard here. Yeah. And for the performing arts, it was quite a challenge. So yeah. I had to compensate, okay? And uh -huh. that took reading, a lot of more studying, yeah. setting up new programs, redoing modes of learning, and yeah. you have to deal with all the extra challenges that come in between those. But three, a month ago, yeah. I felt like half of my head was lower than the other. And I said, I have to go for a checkup. And when I went for the checkup, the doctor said, um, your macular degeneration has recurred. And I'm saying oh, to myself, God. oh my God, set of injections, which I, I'm not going to be able to afford this again, mm -hmm. you know? And, mm -hmm. um, and then, so I said, what am I going to do? Lord, you help me. Now, this is where yes. he sent another miracle. You know, I have a, am I talking too long? Oh my God, no, 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 you're good. Long. Keep on going. I'm loving this. Okay. So anyway, I have this colleague. He works under under me. Yeah. And he's he's like a son to me. Okay. He sang in yeah. my choir. And he is the one in charge of the technology side of our learning. But this yeah. person had emphysema. 79% of his um, lungs were working and yeah. I was saying oh my god what am I gonna do without this person when he's the one who knows how to do this but that is good to him because he he was told actually by yeah. the doctor here that he wasn't told his what was wrong with him he was this is what was told to him yeah. they said I don't you're too young after the, looking at, and he's saying, why are they saying, I'll give you this medicine. You know what the medicine was? It's for panic attack. He was like, he's like, what? Am I going to die? He doesn't know. And here's oxygen. You have to take oxygen. Anyway, this person, God is good to him, was led to a bio nutritionist. Yes. Put him on a schedule of, that the one I'm drinking, it equalizes your body functions. Anyway, okay. I think six to nine months. 
after yes. he went to this person, now his lungs are 90% working. Wow. When he goes up the steps, he does not pant. Yeah. He can yeah. run. He said, look, mom, so I can run up the stairs. And, oh my you know, God. And, and he said, and now he was the one whom God sent to me. Yeah. And after I went for my next checkup, the doctor said, your eyes are healing. You wow. might not need the injections. Oh my and, gosh. And this is my testimony. You were right, Sil, when you prayed that God, even if we cannot see his hands working, they yes. are there. Yes. And all we have to do is really trust and believe. And although that's very difficult when you're in pain yes. or you, you don't know where to step, like me, and you're saying, what was my greatest fear? Now you're asking, mm -hmm. what, what, what am I afraid of? I don't really know exactly what I'm afraid of. I'm just, I'm afraid of losing God. Yeah. And who doesn't? But I, yeah. he already promised that he will never leave us or forsake us. Exactly. But these things, the things that happen to us, the little crises that yeah. happen in between only help embolden us our belief yes. in so that we can prove that he's yes. there yes and exactly. i am always i am whenever i pray yes. sail out my glasses this is the verse that i i always pray it's joshua okay. 1 9. oh i love that and he said have i not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Whatever happens, like when I go for an exam or yeah. like whatever, this, yeah. is, this is what I pray. Lord, you, are, you will go ahead of me and your light will show me the way. Yes. And in all the uncertainties and anger even if anger is the opposite of love it really happens many times in yes. our life you yes. know god's this promise that his light will show us the way has helped me through yeah oh my gosh what an incredible story of his hand on your life and i know too that not only did he give your eyesight back but he also gave you a talent Besides music, do you want to share that with us? What talent? Painting? Yes. <laughs> no, it's this. Um, I don't, well, the painting is a therapy. When uh -huh. I almost went blind a long time ago, the very yeah. first time, I thought I would never see green. I uh -huh. thought I would go blind because yeah. before I got the the laser and so i said i have to see color yeah and so i asked one of my students who paints to teach me how to do oil paintings uh -huh. and he did and of course i have no talent in painting i just it's anyway it's colors and yeah. i would paint flowers because they're the easiest ones to do and actually they have a story in 
in themselves. Uh -huh. um, do you know the song, Little Flowers Never Worry? No. Uh, do I? Uh, I don't know. No. Well, you want to um, sing it for us? Well, I won't sing it, but I'll tell you the words. Um, okay. The words are, and this is my song, actually. And that's why I'm just flower, flower. Um, the words are, little flowers never worry when the wind begins to blow. And they never, never cry when the rain begins to fall. Though it's wet and oh so cold, soon the sun will shine again and they'll smile unto the world for their beauty to behold. It's giving me goosebumps here. And there's more again. When the rain begins to gather and the storm begins to blow, little flowers never worry. Though they're tossing to and fro, Oh, I guess they've learned the secret. Little flowers know. If it never, never rains, then we'll never, never grow. And the chorus is, so let it rain, let it rain, let, let it pour. Let old trouble keep on knocking at your door. Yeah. If it never, never rains, then we'll never, never grow. Something like that. What a good story in that song and what principle and what truth there is mm -hmm. because in the scriptures jesus tells us to be prepared because in life we will struggle mm -hmm. but what did he say but do not be afraid mm -hmm. because he already has given us victory yes so yeah, what a wonderful story. Thank you so much for sharing that, Susan. That that just blesses me so much. So just little things that I wanted to uh, bring up here for those who don't know where Cebu is. Cebu is actually an adjacent island from where we grew up, which is Dumaguete. And so when Susan had to go for laser treatments, that's where she had to go. And to get there, you can either take the plane or there's an inter-island ship that takes us there. And usually it takes about, um, probably about 12 hours or now less, right? I think less, but we, yeah. we would just take the land. It's easier by land. You just yeah. drive. Yeah. So you drive, you take a ferry take a and then ferry, you drive. Yes. yes. Uh -huh. So that's where Cebu is. And so not only are the laser treatments expensive and especially the injections that you were having but even just traveling to another mm -hmm. island and being seen in another hospital that's not where we usually are that's another expense right there so mm -hmm. god is good god, god is, is good. good yeah Mm -hmm. And I wanted to plug in also that Susan did write a children's um, story, a, a children's picture book, and it's called Julia and the Music of the Light. So yes. it's a beautiful story. That's the setting is in Dumaguete City. So if you haven't been there, I know that it's kind of hard for us here in the United States, or I don't know about the other countries to obtain her book. But if you are ever in the Philippines and you are looking for a good book and a book that kind of introduces you to where we were born, 
Do not get this city. Go ahead and find that book. It is available in the bookstores over there. It's called Julia and the Music of the Light, written by Elizabeth Susan Vista Suarez. And it was illustrated by Shine D. Mamo. So I would encourage you to grab her book. It would be a good gift for Christmas for your children. Susan, any last concluding inspiring thoughts or any other encouraging words from you that we can give to our listeners? Okay, first before that, I'd like to thank you, Sil. Actually, it's been good connecting with you. Thank you for the opportunity for me to be able to articulate how uh-huh. how God has moved in my life. It it kind of gives you a warm feeling that yes. you can care. But what we need to know as people who struggle through life, we need to learn that when we are grateful, uh-huh. that's when the magic happens. Yes, yes. It's gratitude. True that does it and we are once we know once in our hearts we feel that gratitude miracles happen very true and not only gratitude but praising him even in the times when we are struggling correct yeah yes well praising him is number one (laughs) yes it has been such a pleasure, Susan. I really appreciate your coming here and being my guest. It's so good to reconnect because I think the last time that we saw each other was like five years ago for our reunion. Thank you again, Susan. Salamat. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Digging Deep for Treasures. If you enjoyed it, I'd love for you to subscribe so you don't miss any future ones. Of course, it would be amazing if you leave a rating and review. This will help more women find the podcast and grow in their faith and peace. If you're not sure how to leave a rating and review, click on the podcast app you're listening to and look for the ratings and review option. I'd also like to invite you to join my private Facebook group so we can get to know each other more. It's a great community where we can engage, learn, and grow together. Just hop on to at Digging Deeper Treasures, then enter your name and email, and you'll receive an invite for the group. You can also connect with me on my website, cecilvaloria.com, or on Instagram at, at Valoria Cecile. Thank you once again, and may you have a blessed week. See you next week.